The Gemara in Mesechzba Basra, Daf Chafal from Beis, the Gemara teaches us, Marchikin Mitsudas Hadag, Min Hadag, Kimaloi Ritsas Hadag. A fisherman wants to go ahead and lay nets in order to catch fish. And he comes to the river and he sees that there are nets which have been laid out by other fishermen. So the Bryce tells us that the second fisherman has to lay his nets far far enough away from the first fisherman's nets that the fish which were bound to get caught by the first fisherman shouldn't be caught indeed by the first fisherman and should not be caught by the second fisherman. The Bryce is telling us that since the first fisherman laid his net in this particular area, it's like he has rights to the fish in this particular area, and therefore the second fisherman has to move away, and he has to lay his nets elsewhere. And the Gemara is bothered, because the halacha is, as we mentioned in a previous segment, that two people who live in the same city may open up competing stores, one with the other. So if I'm allowed to open a pizza store when you already have a pizza store, so why can't the second fisherman lay nets and thereby compete for the same fish with the first fisherman? What's the difference between laying nets where the first fisherman has laid nets and opening a pizza store in a neighborhood where there is a already a pizza store, as long as you live in the same city, competition in such a way is generally permitted. And the Gemara asked the Kasha, and the Gemara says that Shani Dog, the Yohav, Shani Dogim, the Yohave Si'ara. Fish are different, the Yohavi Si'ara, because they have set their sights. Rashi explains that since the particular fish, the first fisherman has already has his eyes on this particular fish, these particular fish, and he's exerted effort to go ahead and to take these fish, since he's exerted effort towards these particular fish, so therefore no one else is allowed to infringe on his business to go ahead and to acquire those fish. Now, Rashi is very understandable, because Rashi holds that by Oniham Hapav Bacharoah, when one is trying to purchase something, to acquire something, nobody else is tried, allowed to acquire that same item, that this Isser of Oniham Hapav Bacharoah applies even by a Dovishal Hefker, even by an ownerless item, which even by ownerless item. So although these fish are ownerless, so Rashi holds, since the fir- first fisherman is trying to acquire, to grab these particular fish, so therefore the second fisherman may not compete. But according to Tesis, who holds, that in the case of Hefker, there is no problem on If somebody is trying to acquire a Dovershal Hefker, so somebody else is allowed to go ahead and compete and try to grab the Dovishal Hefker before the first fellow grabs it. So what's the problem? The fish are Hefker. Why can't 
the second fisherman try to get the fish that the first fisherman has already laid his sights on. And Tysus explains two tirits. First of all, Tysus says that in a certain way, this case is similar to Mechachal In a case of Mechachal Tysus holds, there's a problem, Tysus agrees that there's a problem on because, after all, why try to buy the piece of property, the tractor that Ruvain is trying to buy? Go buy your own tractor. Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of fish in the sea, many areas to lay nets. Therefore, go do your business elsewhere. Why infringe on somebody else's, what someone else is trying to acquire? But Taitz in the second Territz says a tremendous said, And he says that Shani Dogim This is the fisherman's business. The fisherman's business is to go ahead and to lay nets and to catch fish. And therefore, if you're going to go ahead and you're going to try to acquire the fish that these fish, this fisherman is already trying to acquire, basically you're stealing his livelihood. And therefore, stealing one's livelihood is usher, and therefore, although technically he doesn't own those fish yet, but since he's exerted efforts to get those fish, and we're not talking about a one-time purchase, a guy's trying to purchase a house, but rather this, you're undercutting his business. Undercutting somebody else's business would be usher once a person has already exerted efforts keyed in on a certain angle, on a certain customer, on a certain on a certain fish, and therefore that would be usher. Based on this Rashi Antasis, the Ramah tells us that there were places which they were done Dine de Marufia. The concept of Marufia. Marufia is a steady customer. There were people, it was very common in the old days, Yidin were moneylenders, and therefore they would have a certain guy who, whenever the guy had to borrow money, wanted to get shikar, used up his cash, he had to borrow some money. So he had a steady fellow, a steady Yid, which he would borrow money from the ribis. And that's called a Marufia, a steady customer. A relationship has been created between this particular customer and a particular vendor. And the Ramah tells us that there were places where they were done Dina de Marufia, which means that they did not allow a second person to go ahead and steal the other person's customer base. They considered this to be usher because by stealing one's customer base, by stealing one's relationship, you're undercutting his business, and that would be like this case of the fish. So, for example, you have a money lender, he's charging a guy 5%, you want to put him out of business by charging 4%, so you want to steal the customer by offering him a one-time deal, 4%, so in the place where they were done, Dina de Marufia, this would be also. However, there were others who did not dan din de marufia. There are other ways to learn the Gemara of Shani Dogim, the Yov Sierra, and therefore to go ahead and to undercut somebody else's steady customer, give him a better price to, 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 to take away from somebody, a customer who he's already, got, give, he's already created a relationship with, 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 
So that will be totally in how we learn the Gemara, and that is a totally in the minig of the Mekremis. That's totally in the minig, different place at different hagim, and the Shulchan Aruch is very, very discouraging, and he says that a Yerushimayim should be machmer b'chol oifin, not to undercut a steady customer. And we'll discuss some practical ramifications in a few minutes. But before we discuss the practical ramifications, what we're discussing over here is a customer who has purchased in the past, and now he's going to go ahead and he's expected to purchase in the future, to go ahead and to steal that customer, and that is the Shailah, totally the Minakamakimis, had to learn our Gemara. However, everybody agrees that if somebody has already, the deal has already been laid, and now the second Yid is encouraging the guy to back out of the deal, and to therefore profit the second Jew as opposed to the first Jew, everybody agrees that in that case, it is also to go ahead and to get involved. Now, the case we're talking about is a case where really the second, the guy is not really bound by contracts. In other words, there, if you, there are three possibilities, but let's talk about the case of Shacharach. The case of Shacharach was you have a money lender. The money lender lent $100 to a guy, 5% interest, and the guy keeps as long as he wants, as long as he comes monthly with his interest payments. Another Jew goes over to the guy, and he tells the guy, what are you paying the guy? 5%, borrow money for me, pay up the old chayv, and then all you have, then you only pay 4%. So, this case, the Shulchan says, everybody agrees that the second Jew is considered to be a Russia. it's worse than Ayim Hapa it's worse than Marufia. There's three possible, three possible cases if you think about it. If the guy has borrowed money, the guy has borrowed money in the past from the Jew, and now you want to steal the customer, that's totally in the Minhagen. If the person has a contract, in other words, it's a five-year loan, and it's written in the loan that you can't pay the, back, the loan back early, and yet the guy wants to be underhanded, buy the money, borrow the money elsewhere, pay early, and thereby not pay the ribbons. The second Jew is not allowed to be involved. It would be also in that case for the second Jew even to lend money to the guy, because by doing so, he's hurting his fellow, he's, hurt, he's, he's, he's helping the guy break his contract, and he's hurting the other Jew. However, in this middle case, where the guy has the halachic right to dray out, but mitzad sheni, the deal has already begun. So in that case, it's also for the Jew to suggest to the guy that borrow from me at a lower rate. He'd be a rush if he does so. However, if the guy would approach the Jew and the guy would say, listen, lend me money for a lower rate so I can pay back my first debt. So since he doesn't really have a contractual agreement with the first Jew, so in such a case, the second Jew would be allowed to go ahead and lend him the money. So again, a steady customer, but we're talking about stealing him for a future deal. That's totally the minute how 
how we learn the Gemara, and and So for a Jew to be a partner in a guy breaking out of a contract, even if the guy approaches the Jew, the Jew is not allowed to involve himself in such a case. However, where contractually he could get out, just if he doesn't get out, so then the first Jew will continue to profit. So in such a case, the Yid may not approach the guy. However, the guy, if he approaches the Jew, the Jew can indeed lend him money. A similar case, which everybody would agree is usher, is if a, per, if a person has already entered a particular store, so then it would be usher for the proprietor of another store to go into the other fellow's store and woo him out, call him out, and convince him to come into his store. The whole heter of competition we keep on having is because, look, I, I have my store, you have your store, I'm operating in my property, you're operating in my, your property. It would be usher for one proprietor to enter another store and take away a customer who is already in the store. He, or the, he already has a stronger kinyan, so to say, on that customer. And this, you know, is a common shayla in Eretz Yisrael, more than America, where the people who are trying to have a van, they're trying to make some money, and they stop by bus stops to go ahead and to pick up a um, somebody who's waiting for the bus, and they'll charge them for the ride instead of the instead of the bus. There's, why should the bus make? Why should Egan make the five shekel? I'll make the five shekel. So that very well may be usher because this halacha, he's waiting on the bus stop in order to go ahead and to be taken by Egan. The bus stop was put there by Egan, and this may, may very well be usher. Now. The customer who decides that the bus is coming too, too long, he wants to go flag a taxi, that's the Shomotter. The customer is a Ben Chayyim, he can go wherever he wants. If you're a big Baal Chesed, you want to go ahead and pick up somebody by the bus stop. So that has nothing to do with the Salacha, since you're giving him a free ride. You know, we might say, my Chazis, who told you to be Mishasid with the customer? With the rider, maybe you should mischasid with Eged. You might say, my chazis. But it's not over this halacha. This halacha is talking about when somebody has a business relationship, the customer is more or less caught, like that fish, who basically can be caught by Ruvain and go ahead and to catch the fish that Ruvain has already exerted efforts in catching. That would be the problem that we are discussing. Going into one store, grabbing a customer, would for sure be usher to help him break a deal, like we said before, is for sure usher to it to stop a relationship to steady customer. That would be a machlokes apayskin. Now, on a practical level, one has to know several things. First of all, it's always mutter to advertise publicly. A person who has a business, he's allowed to advertise in the newspaper. He's allowed to go ahead. Let's say um, you're a used car dealer and you want to go advertise that you have some, such and such cars for sale and their prices, even though you may very well be attracting somebody who's purchased all those used cars elsewhere, since you're not approaching them directly, you are advertising to the broader public, 
So then that is not a problem of Marufia. You're not offering this particular person a better deal or in other areas of enticement. Advertising publicly is always mutter. Also, if one, it's a market where there are goyim who are competing and the goyim are trying to steal away the customers from the Jews, a Jew would be allowed to do the same thing. The Yusayid of Marufia, or the Yusayid of really the fish, is the first fisherman because he um, laid his nets there. He's Seymachdas. He feels already that um, he feels already like that fish is his. However, in a situation where he doesn't feel the fish is his because the Goyim are laying their nets or the Goyim are going from customer to customer sending personalized emails with better rates, so in such a case there would not be a problem of Marufia because there is no Svichas Das on the first Jew. He knows that the Goyim are trying to undercut him, so therefore another Jew would also be allowed to involve in the in involve himself in the markets. Now, there are two more um, issues which I would like to discuss. There is a fascinating Truist Masis Minyamin, where the Truist Masis Minyamin is discussing a case where somebody had a liquor store and he sold it for Pesach. The guy now owns it. The moment Yantif is over, uh, the competing liquor store, or somebody who wants to get in, gets into the liquor business, he runs over to the guy and he offers the guy a better price for the liquor store, effectively putting the first guy out of business. And the Masses Minyamin says that this would be usher because of Marufia. This would be usher because of Marufia. This would be usher according to everybody. Since he plans on purchasing back his store, the fellow who undercuts him is undercutting his business, and therefore that would be usher because of this this concept of Marufia. This would be usher even to the ones who usher Marufia. So we see over here that not till now we were discussing a case of Marufia where a person had a customer and he is going that you're not allowed to go ahead and take away the customer. Here we're going in the opposite case. I was going to buy something. I was going to go buy back my store. But since Lamaisa, I had my sights in that store, it doesn't make a difference whether I am the buyer or the seller, whether it's the seller has his eyes on the buyer or the buyer has his eyes on the store. In either case, to take it away, since he was relying on it totally, that would be usher because of this halacha of the dag. What's fascinating in the Masman Yaman is, besides this additional chiddush, that the Masman Yaman says that Marufia applies even to purchasing, but the Masman Yaman says that if the second person bought it, the first person, the Bezin, will take it away. The original owner could go to Bezin, and Bezin will take it away from the one who purchased it. And this is a very shver halacha. The Makar Chaim and the Sivas already asks that Marufia is only Asalachatchila. There's no compensation for Marufia. So it's difficult to understand why is Mas Minyamin in this case 
make a compensation for the marufia. Now, you could maybe be when we're trying to buy a particular item, and therefore it's finite. Since it's finite, we can compensate in a customer base. So, the customer would come. Who said these can need the service in the, in, in, in the future? I always bought, always bought my used cars from Ruvain. But maybe now I'm going, start, I'm going to start to lease. It's a very, it's a, not a finite type of hefsid, so to say. So therefore, maybe that's why they never enforced a bidievet. There's no compensation bidievet. However, all of that being said, Lamaisa Marufia is not, you can't go to the court of law. Benson is not Maitzi Mom from Marufia. So, why does the Masim Yavin say that in this case the Bezin will force him to give back the f- f- give back the store? Sharon says that special to for chametz in order to keep commerce going. But Al Kopanim, we see from the Masim Yavin that even a purchaser has marufia. The last thing I wanted to mention was we have another Gemara where somebody gets schusim in something which they don't really own, and that's the Gemara of the Oni Hamenake Parashas Ice. You have an Oni, and he's trying to get the paya from a olive tree. And he has his um, stick, and he's banging around, and he's knocking down the olives. And, he, and once, the olives, you know, once the olives fall down, he plans on gathering the olives. And we find the halacha is that if somebody else goes ahead and gathers the olives, which the Oni has banged, so that's considered to be a gezel der abadam, although the Oni has not made a real kinyan on the zesim, but since he exerted significant efforts in getting them off the tree, so therefore that's considered to be gezel der abadam, and therefore nobody else will be able to take these olives which the Oni has knocked down. And this particular Gemara, it's similar to the case that we're discussing. In other words, because he's laid his sights on it, so halacha awards what he's expended effort in to the one who expended the efforts. Here it's more serious, here it's even Gezel and Rabbanan. But this becomes a discussion, a basis for, from enforcing copyrights and halacha, copyrights and patents. In other words, both from the case of Marufia and from the case of the fish, and from the case of the onion, the olive tree, we see, and really going back to to a certain extent, we see that when somebody is involved, has involved himself in a particular line of business, is a little bit different. That's just more of a one-time purchase. So let's put that aside for a second. But a person has a business, and this is their business, even according to Tesis, who holds that doesn't apply to a to 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 a Hefker, doesn't apply it, it, it doesn't apply generally speaking to something which you can't get elsewhere. But but still, if it's my business and this is what I do for Parnassa, and I extended effort and I laid the nets and I and I, and I, I sort of in my mind that fish is mine. That customer in the store is already mine. And, and the only he knocked down the zasim, he exerted effort on the top of the tree with the sticks, he knocked down the zasim, he exerted effort, it's his parnasa. In those cases, Chazal does not allow anybody else to take it away from him. And this becomes one of the strong basises for halakhically enforcing copyrights and patents, even in a case where Dina the Malchusa may not apply, but we see that the Torah in fear business in, 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 in infringement competition the Torah awards 
the someone who exerts effort in a certain oifin, we, we, we give him the, the product, we consider it to be halakhali his, and we consider the person who infringes as, as we consider it to be a Russia. And as we mentioned in a previous share, the bottom line is that Parnas is from the Rabbi Yishlam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides how much money a person is going to have. We have a chiyav hishtadlus. The hishtadlus has to be al pi halacha. And basically, doing business, especially infringement competition, al pi halacha, is really, it's a lesson, it's, it's, a, it's a lesson in emuna. A maimon who understands that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Naisim Lechem Lechol Basar, he recognizes that the business, how he conducts his business, even if it's not Gzela, outright sale, has to be orchestrated by Halacha. He will not lose by keeping Halacha, and therefore, when he competes al pi Halacha, he gets Schar and Shemayim, and in Parnasa, we believe we're Maimim, Maminim, Maminim, that it does not infringe on his bottom line whatsoever.